Ever wondered what God can do with a humble green smoothie? Hi, I'm Joel Mutry, and you're listening to the Learn and Share podcast. In today's episode, I sit down with Sean Wycliffe to discuss exactly that. Sean, thank you so much for joining me. Great to be here, Joel. Thanks so much for having me. You're from the Fruit Tree. Yes. And that is in California. Correct. And we're excited to have you on because we're going to talk about Christian entrepreneurship, specifically Seventh-day Adventist entrepreneurship, because God has called people to full-time ministry, pastors and teachers and missionaries, doctors, etc. People has also called people to, to work for other companies, you know, working for a bank or working uh, at a hospital as a nurse, etc. But God has also called people to start businesses, um, to be a witness in the marketplace. And that's what God has called you to do. Right. And it's very inspiring. And so tell us about the fruit tree and uh, how God led you there uh, and what, what God is doing uh, on a, from a business perspective. Yeah, absolutely. So there, there's a couple things that have happened in the past with the fruit tree. It really started with my dad having a heart attack about 18 years ago. He's a doctor in Loma Linda. And after that, he started reading books about health. And he ended up becoming a raw vegan mostly and started making these green smoothies. And they were extremely healthy. They still are extremely healthy, but they taste really bad. And so my dad would, would eat these, and he would try to get me to eat them, and I'd, I would have a hard time doing it. So a few years later, my wife actually took that concept and tried to make it taste good so that I would actually get my greens because I came from a background of never eating greens. And so she came up with a great recipe, and so I started drinking that, and we started sharing with friends and at our church and things like that, and that was all it was. And so anyways, that was that. Well, about a year and a half ago or so, one of my really good friends um, – DeLon, he had come back to the Berkeley area to, to do some campus ministry with us and things like that. And so that was exciting. But we were also praying and looking at different businesses and ministries that we could start that could help him be supported financially and maybe something beyond that. So we looked at a lot of different things. We looked at starting an app. We looked at maybe setting up a concert tour set up and, and different things. And so one day we, we were talking and he said, hey, what if we start selling green smoothies around our church? And so I thought about it for a little bit. Initially, it didn't make much sense. He said, let's do it door to door, you know, let's see how that goes. And so I was thinking, oh, I don't know. And, well, and, I, and I started thinking about it more and, and God put it in my mind, you know, that could actually be a good idea. What if we actually did that and, and got subscribers? We could kind of be like a modern day milkman, but with green smoothies instead of milk. And so all these things started to turn in my mind. And so I went back in the room and, and talked to DeLon and said, hey, I think that's a good idea. Let's start. And so he kind of looks at me dumbfounded now, like, what? That's a good idea? And so in any case, we started talking about it and going through the motions. And a week later, we had blended some green smoothies. We had them in some coolers, and we started going door to door uh, next to our church in Alameda, California. And what did you guys say? I mean, like, hey, I'm here. Do you want to buy some green juices? Like, yeah. you know? <laughs> we tried that, and we had, we had a couple different canvases that we were trying and attempting. I think one of them was something like, Hey, we're we're the neighborhood juicery, and we want to help you get greens to your door, and that's why we're here. There's just a couple different things that we tried. Some of them were off the top of our head, literally, as we went to the door. Whatever came to our mind, and and that went on for the day, and and I think nobody bought. A few people sampled, and we just decided we're going to keep doing it. So over the course of a few days, some people started buying it, and then over the course of a few days, people started subscribing. And, you know, I'm, I'll never forget, there was one story that happened, um, DeLon was knocking on doors, and basically what happened was, it was at 8 o'clock at night or something, it was really late, all right, and it was dark, 
and he's knocking on the door and, and this lady comes to the door and kind of cracks it open as he told me it and he gives her a sample and without even doing anything other than tasting the sample what he said sign me up sign me up for a subscription uh three a week and so we just run her credit card right there for 150 bucks or whatever it was and you know, that was when it, it, it really dawned in my mind that, okay, we really have something that could be really big here um, that God has given us. And so we continue to grow the, the home delivery subscription business from there. Uh, before we go into the successes that the Lord has brought you to, uh, let's talk a little bit about, like, actually what it is. I know you sell green yeah. juices. I mean, do they come in a bottle? Do they come in glass? Do they come in... You know, how do you how do you guys produce it? Where do you guys get your ingredients? Yeah, so. yeah, absolutely. So so we sell organic green smoothies, uh, non GMO. Everything's local. Everything's seasonal. And so that's good for you. But we also want to make it taste good. And so that's the trick is to make it taste great and also be extremely healthy. So we blend these things. Uh, we actually have a, a kitchen now, a commercial kitchen in Alameda, where we blend the smoothies every night before we go out, you know, and sell them the next day. And it's just all organic, blended, really good. We put them in glass jars, and we seal them, and we basically sell them to people. And so when people bring us the jar back, we'll actually give them a refund for the jar. Uh, we do a jar deposit, and so that way we can eliminate using plastic bottles. And so we compost everything that we don't use, although we do smoothies, so we use most everything. And so, yeah, so we're trying to make the healthiest thing also taste great and also be great for the environment. When you say blend, do you use a blender or do you use a juicer? I mean, right. Fiber and all that, what, what do you guys do? Yes, uh, so we, we actually use a commercial uh, Vitamix blender. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. Now let's talk about what God has done um, for the success of the business. How long ago have you started? Where are you guys at right now? Uh, is it still working? I know the few people subscribe. Where did it go from there? Yeah, yeah. So, so we started in August 2017, and it's been a, almost a year and a half now. And God is really blessed. It started as door-to-door, -door, as we were talking about. Now we're in 26 farmers markets every week. We also started selling them in PUC as well at the Grind uh, convenience store that they have up there. And then we're also in a local grocery store now in California. And we're, we're just expanding more farmers markets more retail outlets and we also still do home deliveries we do workplace deliveries as well and so god has really blessed this quite a bit we're, we're selling maybe about a thousand or so bottles per week at this point and so uh so this is went from a little let's try this and see if this will help you know with the little local church ministry to there's about six of us doing it full-time now about four part-time people we're recruiting to try to get another four or five missionaries to come with us either full-time part-time long-term seasonal uh, just to help expand more farmers markets and more retail outlets. So since we're already talking about that, you are looking for people yes. uh, to come work. Where can they find out information about that? Yes. So if you go to the fruittree.co, you'll see our website. And we don't have too much information in there about the job opportunities. So if you email us at help at the fruittree.co, uh, or you can call or text us at 510-833-6085. Again, that's 510-833-6085. Or reach out to us on Instagram. We're at the underscore fruit underscore tree. Any, anyway, just contact us and we can let you know about our current opportunities. I think that's exciting. Um, I do want to talk uh, now about how to run business. Now, that's an aspiring story. But being an entrepreneur is not new to you. Uh, before this, God has actually taken you on a little bit of a journey, uh, maybe even part of your own conversion, um, to to grow you into to doing a business that now benefits the community as well as is profitable uh, for you and the ministry. Tell us about your entrepreneurial journey and how God led you to even, and then we'll even break down some of those principles. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So this is, uh, I, I would say, my my third major kind of business that I've started. The first one was back when I was 
19 actually. I was a freshman going into my sophomore year in college at UC Berkeley and uh, it was a network marketing company. We were selling long distance phone service and so I got recruited there and started doing this in the summer. It started going really well and then when I was 19 I ended up buying a Porsche, dropping out of school and my brother was working with me and so he bought a Porsche, dropped out of school and so keep in mind I was Christian at the time. I was actually a non-denominational Christian but when I started really getting into business, I started really getting into it. And so I was working seven days a week, working 100 hours a week, uh, no exaggeration, and was disregarding my health. My lung collapsed twice. My appendix ruptured once during over the next year and was really doing anything I could to just make money. It was all just about making money. And so we were doing pretty well. We were making pretty good money. Um, we got that business up uh, collectively to over a million in revenue over the next year, and I uh, was just all into making money. And so, um, in fact, when I was 21, I ended up buying a Ferrari. My brother and I and two friends bought a million-dollar house in San Juan Capistrano, and we were just running this whole thing out of there and just completely disregarded God, completely disregarded any morals that I had had up until that point uh, for the sake of making money. And so that led to my first conversion experience. That business, for a multitude of reasons, went down, and, and we went from making all that revenue to zero. And so I was 21 at the time, and I thought I was going to be a billionaire, and I was going to be rich forever. And so I didn't save any money, and we were spending all our money. My personal bills were about 10000 a month, and so there was this whole mess that I went through. And it ended with me going and living with my dad. I had to ask my dad if I could stay with him. And so my dad actually had just had a reconversion experience, and he went to a restoration event in Loma Linda with Randy Skeet. And so he had this reconversion experience, and he said, I can't help you with your problems, but maybe God can. Let's go and have Randy Skeet pray for you. And so sure enough, Randy Skeet prays, and we were able to sell the house and sell the car and all this stuff. And so anyways, I was still very hard-headed and just trying to make money, trying to pull myself up and, and, and get back to where I was. And nothing was working at all during this period. This was in the year 2005. So my dad gave me this DVD series by a guy named Leo Screvin, and I watched it, and it was about how to be successful from the Bible, and then another one on Daniel Revelation, and so I saw that the Adventist message was true. So this is when I first really became an Adventist, although I wasn't converted yet. And so I went to GYC at the end of that year, and that was my first real big conversion experience with an Adventism, and after that, I went into ministry for two years, uh, just volunteering in Southern California, and studying the Bible, doing ministry, and a host of other things. And so that was my first entrepreneur experience. Tell us about the, the second one, which is the one before the fruit tree. Yes. And this is where we're going we're gonna to tell the story, but we're also going to dig a little deep and, and p pull out some, some business principles, some biblical business principles that the listener can apply uh, if God is calling them to, to start a business. Right, right. So, so my second big business venture was after I graduated college. So I was in ministry for a few years. And then I graduate. I went back to school at UC Berkeley, graduated in December 2010. And uh, after that, I started this other business called DealFlix. And so we sell discount movie tickets. Now, when I went back to school, I, I kind of backslid a little bit of my faith. And I met a girl. She was Buddhist at the time. We started dating. We ended up living together for a little bit. And that's kind of where I was at spiritually. And so coming out of that, I was graduating college. And I was just looking for something I could do as a college graduate, maybe, to make money. I was trying to get jobs. I couldn't get any jobs in my field that I wanted to go into. And so I ended up starting this thing called DealFlix. And so that was a price line for movie tickets. What we do is we would partner with movie theaters and sell their empty movie theater seats for a discount and make money with it. And so I was looking at that, and I was excited about it because, you know, my previous business I did, I wasn't able to keep the Sabbath. I would work seven days a week. But this one, I could easily keep the Sabbath. I could run it really well. And, you know, um, that was that. And so this was back in 2000, 
2012-ish uh, when we finally launched DealFlix. And so, uh, so anyways, it, it started to grow. We, we actually ended up raising about $4.2 million in, in investor funding. Uh, we got it to over $5 million in revenue. And so I learned a lot with that. Uh, but a couple of years ago, a uh, couple things were happening. So one, I, I watched this media series called Media on the Brain. My wife had been trying to get me to watch that for a while. And finally, I was like, okay, I got to watch this. And so I watched it, and, and I realized, wow, you know, not just watching R-rated movies is bad, but all sorts of media can have a negative effect on our brain. And so I had really stopped watching media a couple years ago. But now I'm sitting here, and I'm, I'm a CEO and, you know, running this, this movie ticket business. So that was that experience. Also, at the same time, concurrently, different things were happening in the business that were making it difficult. And so one of our biggest partners got bought out and we lost that contract. And so we lost about $2 million in revenue for that. And from there, it made it difficult to fundraise. And there's just a host of other things that were going on. And so over the last few years, that business had been declining. And so over the last year, the fruit tree started and that was growing while this was declining. And so um, through a number of different, I guess, impressions from God and providential things, we actually ended up shutting down DealFlix in August uh, this year, August 14th, and uh, we just dissolved it officially actually a couple days ago. And so, uh, so now I'm just full-time at the fruit tree and, you know, just doing ministry in my area. That's, that's powerful how God, you know, he, he works with us and he's patient with us as we learn his biblical principles. Let's, what, what lessons did you learn from that? Let's talk to the audience, someone who wants to start a business, and you had to be, you were in a situation where it's kind of tricky because you were wanting to do God's will, but what you were doing wasn't his will. Um, what, can, what can we learn from that, that situation? Absolutely. So there, there's so many business things that I've learned, but if I had an opportunity to share one thing with listeners on a podcast like this, it would be that when you start a business or even if you get into a career, it doesn't necessarily need to be a business. You could say, I want to become a banker or I want to become a doctor or whatever it is that you want to do. When you're getting into your business or career life, it's easy often for us to just say, okay, what can I do that will make me successful? And that was the first thought that I had when I first got into business. I just wanted to be successful. And so that's often what we think about. But over the years, I had learned, look, there's a little bit more beyond that. You can go beyond just trying to be successful and that you can try to be successful while still obeying God's will, his revealed will for your life. And so this involves God's commandments. This involves his calling on our life to do ministry. And so when I had started my second business venture, I had that in mind. I want to start something that I can actually follow God. I don't want to be breaking the Sabbath every week. I don't want to be lying every other week. I don't want to be, you know, breaking pretty much all 10 of them all the time. And so that's, that's something that I had in mind. However, over the years now, with my last business and with this one, what I've also learned is, is to not only have a business where I personally can follow God, but to have a business that is actually following God in itself. And so what, what I mean by that is, is, you know, I'm selling movie tickets, right? And so movie tickets is not necessarily the most, uh, I guess, biblically appropriate business venture to get into. And so now I'm selling green smoothies, you know? And so that's a really good thing. So God put it in my mind that there's, there's seven levels to a business. The first level is just having a business or having a job or career, you know, that at least gets something going instead of just hanging out at the parents' house. And so that's something that we want to do, just get a job or start something. 
productive. The second level is actually having a successful business. So not just doing something and going through the motions, but actually being successful at it. Do good at your job. The third level is having a business or a job where you can actually keep God's commandments, follow his will for your life. So that was, that was pretty much what I was doing in my last business at DealFlix, um, where I could actually at least follow God in my own personal life. But God put in my mind that there's four additional levels beyond that. So number, number four is having something that is not going against God's will. And so this would be the difference between, let's say, having a bar where you're selling alcohol and who knows what else, or let's say having a construction company, you know, which actually benefits society. It might be agnostic in the sense that, you know, you're not actually preaching the gospel, you know, then, you know, to, the, to, the, to that extent, but you're not going against God. So that's the fourth level, and that's a good, solid place to be. I would say if anybody's going to be starting something, try to be at least at level four where you're doing something, whether it's a job, a career, or a business where you personally can follow God, but also your career and business is following God in that way. Now, the next level, this is where it gets really exciting. The fifth level is where you actually are doing something that is, is medical missionary work for God. And so what that means, you might be wondering, oh, I got to be a doctor. No, no, no. Medical missionary work is, is meeting people's needs. And so, so the idea is doing something that is benefiting the other person that's really meeting their needs. So this could be in the medical field, but this could also be something that is, is teaching, or this could be something that might be involving food. This, there, there's a number of things that can actually benefit people that will lay really a good foundation for their spiritual lives. And so this is really exciting work. Now beyond that, level six is, is incorporating evangelism into this. So not only having successful business that's doing medical missionary work, but also adding evangelism to it. And so this could be handing out tracts, or this could be doing something where, you know, maybe you have some cooking classes if you're in the food, food business, or, you know, if you're a doctor, maybe you, you do some health clinics or whatever it might be, um, and, and hand out some tracts and talk about God in those times. And so that's the sixth level. Now the seventh level is having a successful business that successfully evangelizes. And so God had put in my mind, it's, you know, don't just hand out tracks and, and, and tell people, yeah, we handed out five tracks yesterday. Actually focus on using your business that you're involved in or your job or your career to actively win souls for Christ on a daily basis with that as a motive. Yes, you're out there to sell smoothies or you're out there to heal patients, but you're also out there to pray with people, to spread the gospel and spread Christ to people successfully by his grace. That's absolutely fascinating. Uh, it's, it's really cool to see how that it... That there's different levels. There's different levels of being successful, but God wants excellence. And I, I, I was wondering what the seventh one would be because I was like, it seems pretty like a complete picture. But then I like that we shouldn't just see, seek to be successful as a business, but successful in ministry in addition to business. And that's powerful. And that many, many, many young people, even myself at first, thinks, how can I be? How can I be a witness? I, am I really just? praying with people or passing out tracks, but no, we can be intentional about creating a business that actually helps the needs and also as, as a tool for evangelism. Uh, thank you for sharing that. What I want to do now, you have some powerful testimonies about how God has used this model that he showed you these seven steps uh, to be a blessing with the fruit tree. Um, first, before we get into the, the couple testimonies about changed lives, let's talk about the the uh, the fruit tree tract. I don't know I can't remember what you called it, but uh, tell us about the tract and, and what that's done. Yeah, yeah. So if you're listening to this, you may or may not be familiar with glow tracks. And if you're not, you should get familiar with them. They're awesome. They're amazing. You can get a bunch of them, hand them out to anybody everywhere around the world. It's great. 
And so, you know, as a, as a Christian, as a Seventh-day Adventist, this is just something that we've come across that we do. We have glow tracks. We hand them out, and that's great. Now, in the fruit tree, we're at these farmer's markets every day. Some days we're at, actually at seven farmer's markets in one day. And so we are interacting with people, and we're telling them about what we were doing at the fruit tree and why we started it, and, and we're Adventist, and we believe in health, and we believe in these things, and we get into these conversations, and that's great. And, and sometimes we'll hand some tracks out. Well, what we realized is we're, we're saying some of the similar things to people, and it's really our testimony on why we started this and, and, and why we believe in health. And so we thought, well, why not put that into a tract? Let's just put that in a tract. It'll look like a glow tract. It'll feel like a glow tract. And essentially, in one way, shape, or form, it kind of is a glow tract. But for the customer that's coming, for the agnostic, for the Buddhist, for the Catholic, for the evangelical, for the blank, whoever comes to our booth, when they see it, they don't think tract. They think business pamphlet. And so when they come, they, they want to taste a sample of the smoothie, and, and they say, yeah, do you have any more information on what you do? And we say, yeah, sure, here. And so it's so easy to hand out. All of our workers are able to just hand these things out. We've been handing these things out by the thousands. I think we've had 10,000 go out now, uh, over 10,000. And so it's been really a big blessing because in the tract, it says why green smoothies, and it's called the fruit tree philosophy, you know, and, and so uh, it's our theology, but our theology is our philosophy. And so, so when someone reads it, it's very unassuming, and they'll open it, and it's our testimony, as we just shared earlier, and, and then it goes into a Bible study on health and an invitation to have more discussions. And so, so we're really excited about that. We're looking forward to putting another track together about the Sabbath because people ask us all the time, hey, why are you not at the Saturday market? That's five times bigger than the Monday market. What are you doing? And we'll, we'll tell them, well, we're Adventist Christians. We believe in the Sabbath. We believe in taking Friday night, Saturday off, according to the commandment. And it's a blessing, and we go into the greatness of it. And so well, we're going to put that in a tract. You know, it might be called, why are you not at my Saturday market? And so we want to put another track together uh, about environmentalism, which is another big thing that we're interested in because God wants us to be stewards of the planet, just like he wants to take care of our bodies, our family. He wants to take care of the planet. And so we use glass jars. We compost everything. And so a lot of our customers that come, they, they think that we're maybe agnostic or atheist or something like that because typically when you think of environmentalism, that's what you think about. But we want to let them know, no, 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 we're environmentalists because we are Seventh-day Adventist Christians. In fact, we are some of the, the staunchest environmentalists because we're Adventist Christians because the Bible teaches us to take care of the planet. So we want to compost, we want to recycle, we want to do whatever we can do to take care of this planet that God's given us because that's what, that's what God does. He takes care of things. And so... Mm-hmm. Tell us a couple stories of changed lives uh, from the business that God has given you to do there with the food tree. Yeah, absolutely. So I'll give you three quick ones. So uh, there's a girl named Annie. She came to our church at Alameda, and we started studying the Bible. And so she was interested in trying the smoothie as as a customer. So, you know, I, I gave her a smoothie, and she bought one, and she liked it. And so, you know, then she wanted to get it more regularly, and she said, you know, I'm trying to lose weight. Um, this seems like it would be really good. So she started just buying the smoothies for that reason. Well, she also wanted to get them delivered, and we have a delivery fee, and so we said, well, hey, w- why don't we just do this over Bible studies? I'll bring you smoothies, and then, you know, we'll study the Bible, and then we can waive a delivery fee uh, since we're doing it like that. And so, so the smoothie combined with the Bible study was a great experience because she'd come, we talk about the smoothie and health, and then we get into a Bible study. And, and that went on for a period of months. She actually just got baptized uh, a couple of months ago in summer 2018. And so, um, so that's been really exciting. Her background was kind of like a Catholic, kind of agnostic background. So, um, so, so that was, I, I saw God really using health combined with the gospel in that instance. Another story that we have is from a, uh, a friend of mine named Nandu. And so Nandu is actually a vendor at one of the farmer's markets that we go to on Sundays. And so he was selling Indian food there. 
and he became friends with us and and my friend Delon and another became friends with them and and uh, the co- the topic of religion came up and so you know this is what's nice about being in a in a business like this where you're doing green smoothies and you're talking about your faith is it it just comes up kind of naturally and so he said what do you guys believe what are you about and you know they were talking about Christianity and, and Adventism and you know he told us he was Hindu and so the, the idea came up, hey, would you be interested in studying the Bible? And he says, yeah, I would love to. Well, he starts studying the Bible with us. After a couple of weeks, they get to the Sabbath, and he says, okay, this is uh, really cool. You know, I, I think I want to keep the Sabbath. So he tells his boss that he's going to now start keeping the Sabbath, and he's not going to work on Saturday anymore. And so a couple more weeks goes by, and he becomes a Christian, and then a couple more weeks goes by, and he ends up becoming Adventist, and he ended up getting baptized as well this summer. And so definitely keep him in prayer. Um, you know, the, he, he has school that he's doing as well, and um, his family is not Christian at all. And so this has been a big uh, thing that, you know, has happened now in his family because he's now a Christian. And so his name is Nandu. Keep him in prayer. Um, a third one that I want to share, uh, this is actually uh, somebody that is a UC Berkeley graduate, an agnostic Buddhist, um, happens to be my sister-in-law as well. And so my, my wife and I have been trying to reach her for the last, I would say, decade uh, for Christ. And so she's had some interest here and there, not really. So she, anyways, graduates school. She's traveling around the world for about a year. She visits 22 countries. And after that, she comes back to Berkeley, and she needs a place to live, and she needs a job. And so we say, and this is why I love the fruit tree, because I can say, hey, guess what? If you work at the fruit tree, we can't pay that much, but if you work at the fruit tree, then you can live in our living room for a discounted rate. And so uh, she says, okay, yeah, that sounds good because rent in the Bay Area is expensive. They have apartments there for 3000 a month, depending where you're at. And so, so she says, okay, yeah, that sounds good, 500 a month for the living room, and I'll work at the fruit tree, so I'll make money to cover that and then some. So she kind of works with the fruit tree for that reason. Well, through that experience, she becomes friends with um, a number of the folks at the fruit tree, and, and they start doing Bible studies with her too uh, as spiritual things come up. And so it's one of those things where, you know, my wife and I have been reaching out to her for a while, but it's you know family and this and that and so now she has friends independent of us at the fruit tree at the church they're doing bible studies she becomes really open to things she ends up making a decision to become a christian then Adventist, and gets baptized also a couple months ago in the summer and so praise god for these things we've seen him work through team um, somebody being a team member we've seen him work through you know a customer side we've seen him work through a vendor Uh, we're just seeing him work in different avenues and you know there's a number of other testimonies i can share as well but those are three that I can share right now that come to mind. Praise, praise be to God. That is absolutely, absolutely inspiring. Uh, in closing, can you give a quick appeal to the young people and to the people listening to this episode uh, who are considering and have a burden? They have ideas. They have, uh, you know, uh, maybe an app idea or a business idea, or they work in the workplace and they want to be a witness to God. Appeal to them to continue to use their talents and their professional lives to live for God. Absolutely. If you're listening to this and you, you have a burden or you have an interest in entrepreneurship or in business or even in a certain career path and you want to use that for God, I just appeal to you to, to do that, to pray to God and ask him to open up the opportunities for you. And so for me, you know, I'm, I'm 35 at this point and I started on entrepreneurship as a career, I guess, without knowing it when I was 18, 19. And so, you know, it's been a while. And so it takes some time sometimes for some of us to learn the skills required. And so I would encourage you to to develop skills, to plug in, to find mentors, to, to connect with people that are successful in your fields so you can learn those things and also connect with people that are successful at doing ministries and winning souls to Christ so they can teach you those things too and, and to just go for it. You know, you're going to fail 
I mean, for every, for every success that we've had, I can give you 10 to 20 failures that happened that same week. So <laughs> the reality is there will be failures along the way. But, but God, God is not interested in that. I, I think of that Bible verse in, in Proverbs that says, you know, uh, uh, a righteous man, he will, he will fall down, uh, but he will get back up. Paraphrasing, of course. And so the reality is, is that is the experience, not only as us as, as sons and daughters of Christ, but also as entrepreneurs, as people in the workplace that are trying to do something for God. There's a really exciting movement that's happening right now. Um, this is kind of end of 2018. Within, within Adventism, there's a young professionals movement that's being developed with GYC and ASI for people that are maybe post-college looking to get into careers or businesses or entrepreneurship. And so there's some events like that that are happening. So I encourage you to plug into those. And if you're interested in, 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 in throwing ideas back and forth, I'd always love to hear them. So reach out to me. I, I'm driving here and there to farmers markets all the time. And so I love to hear and talk to people on the phone when I'm driving. So feel free to reach out to me and we can talk. But, but what I would love to see you know, as an Adventist church is multiple things like the fruit tree just thriving worldwide. And so this could be at farmer's markets. Every time I go to a market, I think it would be great to see five Adventist tents, one selling bread, one selling fake meat, one selling soup, one selling whatever. And we all have tracks and we're all evangelizing and, and, and representing Adventism. I'd love to see more restaurants. I'd love to see more stores. I'd love to see gyms. I'd love to see websites. I'd love to see all these things. And, and, and God, I, I believe, would love to see those things too. And so I really think he's going to be using business and entrepreneurship in these last days to, to move his work forward. Thank you so much. Thank you, Joel. Thank you so much for listening. We have a number of episodes yet to come, so make sure to hit the subscribe button and check us out at learnandsharepodcast.com.